You're listening to the Eastside Church Sermon Podcast Series. We are a United Methodist congregation in East Atlanta Village. We seek to be creative, historic, inclusive, and justice-oriented. We are thrilled that you found our podcast, and if you'd like to learn more about our community, visit our website at eastsideatl.org. are. Just a few hours, it's going to be Christmas morning, and a lot of us are going to be exchanging gifts with people that we love. It's a tradition that points us in the direction of the three kings from the east who brought frankincense and gold and myrrh to the baby Jesus. And in keeping with that season, I brought a gift that I want to share to you tonight. It's over here. It's a crocheted table topper, it's handmade, and it comes with two stories. More than 30 years ago, my spouse, Richard, bought this cloth for the small circular table that was in our living room. As a shopper, he's very careful with money and strongly believes in recycled presents. So when Richard goes Christmas shopping, it's not unusual for him to stop in on a yard sale, a secondhand store, a flea market, hoping that he'll find the perfect thing for someone on his list. He pulls in and out of driveways whenever he sees a sign, looking for usable items that are hidden beneath piles of dishes and toys, small electric appliances, the things that line people's carports. And sure enough, only six weeks before Christmas, there was this cloth. It was lying among the linens at a sale just up the street from our house. Richard knew that I wanted a table cover, and so he snatched it up at a really bargain price. And if you look at it really close, you can see that it's got a few ground-in dirt spots or maybe some stains from a coffee spill. We were afraid to bleach it because it might not hold up. But it caught Richard's eye because his grandmother used to crochet, and he knows that I really am partial to old things. So he wrapped it up and he put it under the tree with a card that read, Merry Christmas, I hope you like it. Love, Richard. Now here's the second story. Della was an elderly woman who lived in a public housing project across the street from the church that I once served in downtown Atlanta. She was very thin because she rarely had enough to eat. Her skin was weathered and wrinkled. She'd lost most of her teeth to neglect, and her hair would kind of fly all around her head in thin yellow wisps. But the most noticeable thing about Della was that she loved to talk. She lived alone, she was lonely. Her youngest son had recently joined the army, and she had a habit of stopping by the church office two or three times a week just to visit. Sometimes we would chat a little bit about her older boy who lived in Baltimore and the grandchildren that she never really got to see. But most of the time, she would just sit in the office and pass the time of day with the church secretary, the custodian, 
or anybody else that happened along. One morning, it was not too long before Thanksgiving, Della was in for one of her chats and she asked if I had a round table at my house. I said, yes, I do, and she laughed. Well, good, because I am making you a Christmas present. Her mama had taught her to crochet when she was just a little girl, and she was working on a cloth that she hoped would be the perfect gift. When Christmas week rolled around, Della appeared at the office door with a brown grocery bag. It was folded over, it was taped shut. There was a small box of detergent, the kind you get from a machine at a coin laundry, that was fastened to the bottom of that bag. And on the front of the bag was a note. I'm sorry it isn't washed. I don't have a washer. But you can use this soap to get it clean. Merry Christmas. Love, Della. Folded up inside that bag was this cloth. Well, I thanked Della for the present, and I told her that her needlework was beautiful. Oh, it's easy, she said, except for being in the closet. I can't see too good in the closet. And I thought to myself, that's a really odd response. And so I asked why in the world she was trying to crochet in her closet. Her answer made me keenly aware of the distance between Della's world and mine. It's the gunfire, Della said. Every now and then in the middle of the night, I hear shots. Some drug pusher or just a fight, I guess. But the walls here are thin. And I'm afraid if a bullet goes wrong, I might get hit. And so I spend most of Friday and Saturday night in my closet to put an extra wall between me and the bullets. That's where I do my needlework, you know, to pass the time, but it's kind of hard to see. Anyway, I'm sorry about the stains, and I brought you some soap, and if you have a washer at home, you can clean it up. I wondered how the stains got on the cloth to begin with. And I assumed that having heard Della's story, that it could be some dirt from her closet floor, or it might be some spots from spilled coffee. But as Della talked on and on about the needlework that her mother had done and how she had kept it all these years, I was suddenly struck by the truth about Della's gift. She didn't have money to buy new thread to crochet that cloth. And so she had made my gift by taking apart some of the doilies that she and her mother had made together all those years ago. She was weaving the old threads into a brand new piece. And that's when I knew that what Della was giving me was not just an ordinary present. It was a piece of her life. So there's one cloth And there are two stories. But you see what a difference it makes when you know which story is true. 
What a difference it makes if you can understand the depth of caring that went into Della's gift. What a difference it makes to know the relationship between that gift and the one who gives it. As we've read tonight, more than 2,000 years ago, a baby was born in a small town in the Middle East. And every year, we celebrate that birth with two very different stories. The first story comes to us in advertisements and catalogs, with jingle bells and reindeer and festive parties and too much to eat and one more gadget to buy for the next person. The second story is the one we read from the second chapter of Luke's Gospel. The one with weary travelers that look for a place to rest. The one with a vulnerable baby born into poverty. The one with some social outcast who herd sheep for a living and some amazed faces when angels fill the sky. That first story, it never quite lives up to its reputation. And at the end of more than a month of relentless preparation, we're really not all that surprised by that. After all, it's almost impossible to manufacture ourselves a hallmark moment just because we want one. Friends and family, when they come, are almost always a bit of a mixed bag, no matter how much we love them. The strains and the stresses of everything don't stop for the holidays. And ready or not, all the bills are going to come due in January. And that's exactly what makes the second story of Christmas so incredibly important. There's not a lot of glitz or glamour. But the second story gives us exactly what we need for this Christmas and for every Christmas. In the second story, God's incredible love shines forth to us in miraculous ways. In that second story, God reaches across time and becomes one of us, gathering up everything that is worn and weaving it into something that's very new and precious. It's a lot like Della making a cloth from less than perfect thread. What a difference it makes for us to know how important we are to God. What a difference it makes for us to know the gift of caring that went into the gift of that child. What a difference it makes when people all over the world can embrace that second story. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is Christmas. And the greatest gift that any of us will ever receive is not going to be wrapped up and under a tree. The real gift of Christmas, it can only be found in human hearts. And so we sing together glory to God in the highest. And we pray for peace on earth among those who have found favor with God.
Amen. One of the things that we sometimes do here at Eastside is to uh, give some homework. And so your homework is this. Tomorrow morning, you will receive once again the most valuable gift that you could ever be given. And your homework is to give it to someone else every day in 2024. Receive it tomorrow and give it away. And now go to enjoy a most joyous Christmas. Amen. We hope that you've enjoyed this week's message and we look forward to connecting with you soon. If you'd like to experience our full church services, you can find them at youtube.com slash eastsidechurchatl. And if you'd like to support the work we're doing here at Eastside, you can find our giving portal at our website, eastsideatl.org. Be well.